I want to share a few verses with you this morning so you can take them home. I do encourage you, if I may, very humbly, I want to ask you if you would write these down. If you'd write down these scriptures, let's go ahead and eat them this week together. Um, study them together. I, let me rephrase that because eat the word is intensive. I'm talking about let's get into them together and then eat the ones he prompts you uh, to eat. But I'm telling you, uh, Joel, what I'm about to share is exactly what's happening uh, at Grace Church in this hour. Don't worry, I won't keep you too long. Even though you wouldn't mind, amen. <laughs> Father, thank you for the good news and the gospel of the kingdom of God. I feel like Jesus Christ has come to our town. <laughs> he is present and accounted for. Uh, so, Lord, let your kingdom come in us. Lordship, 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 lordship. Every disease, every vice, every infirmity bows its knee to the rulership of Jesus Christ. All else is a deception. Lord, you are reality. You are truth. And we thank you for inbirthing your life in us. In Jesus' name, amen. So we've been talking about the centrality of Jesus, and we're just going to make him Lord in 2021. Uh, we, I mentioned the prayerful and careful reboot, refining of Grace Church. And we've been talking for weeks now, 20, I think this is our 22nd week to talk about the first, the knowing of Jesus and then the works of Jesus, what he actually came to do. Uh, and we've given our lives to it. We have now, as disciples of Jesus, given our life to knowing him and what he came to do because his mission is still going. If his mission was going on in the first body of Christ, shouldn't it still be going on in the current body of Christ? Okay, so uh, we're participating and we've given our lives to it. Everybody say, we've given our lives to it. Amen. So he uh, came to reintroduce God's kingdom to us, destroy the works of the devil, initiate the new covenant, not to judge but for judgment. I mentioned it. You know, this hasn't been up here and the Lord kind of uh, rebuked me for it. One of his real missions was to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Remember all four Gospels plus Acts chapter 1 all record the same phraseology that John the Baptist came to baptize with water unto repentance. But the one coming after him, he will baptize you in the Holy Ghost. And two of the verses, uh, two of the Gospels say, and fire. But he came to immerse you in the Spirit of God. So don't stop at the cross. Go through the cross and receive the infilling of the very Spirit and life of God. And that's what I'm going to talk about here this morning. You're going to be shocked when you discover what's happened to you. <laughs> but, you but you're going to rejoice in knowing what has happened to you. Uh, number five, he came to make disciples. Number six, uh, to reveal the true nature of God, that God is Christ-like. And now, number seven, please, you know... Write this down. Let's look at this stuff this week just as a church family. Let's be in some of this together. He came that we might possess and participate with the abundant life of God. The very life of God Himself. I'm not talking about bios in the Greek. B-I-O-S. That's where you write a biography about your natural life. That is not what He came to give you. He actually came to give you zoe. Z-O-E in the Greek, it is the divine nature and life of God himself. Self-existent life that exists only in God because he is life. Self-existent God, 
uh, life that exists in God. Look at John 10.10. Very familiar passage, but we're going to have new understanding today. The thief does not come, Jesus said, except to steal, kill, and destroy. We looked at that in the Jesus being the revelation of God's true nature. He never came, killed anybody, stole anything, destroyed anything. All he did was steal our guilt and shame. Amen? Steal the man born blind's career as a beggar. He stole that from him when he healed him. But... It's not the nature of God. The true nature of God is not steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. What's that word in the Greek? The word life there. It's zoe. Zoe. So Jesus Christ came to give us life on the inside. Here's zoe. Here's the definition. The Greek word for life used multiple times. In Scripture means, quote, God's self-existent life, the rich, abundant, divine life and nature of God, the fullness of His love, joy, peace, power, and ability. I'm going to say it again. The Zoe life, Jesus came not to steal, kill, and destroy, but to impart life to us, is the very life of God, the fullness, everybody say fullness, of His love, joy, peace, power, and ability. If you have God's ability, the very nature and life of God in you, why do you use your ability? Don't. (laughs) You let Him in, let Him out. He is the life to be expressed in us through our receptivity and our yieldedness, our giving of ourselves fully to Him. Now, it is an eternal life. How many know God is eternal? So therefore, it is an eternal life in duration. But more then that, it's a more than a quantity or duration of life, it's a quality of life. What I want you to focus on, yes, it's eternal. And by definition, if it's eternal, is that life present right now in this room? Yes. But don't focus on duration. It's a quality of life that He has imparted to you. It allows you to live out of God's nature You can literally live out of the nature of God every day. You can literally live out of the fullness of the self-existent, self-expressant fire hydrant of God's life on the inside of you. So what does that mean? It means you don't have to create debt now. So if if Nikki doesn't doesn't treat Kyle right one day, he doesn't have to keep a ledger. Be like, well, you owe me an apology for that. You remember that? Where we're keeping score... We're creating debt. Or if Kyle mows Larry's lawn, he doesn't have to say a week later, Hey, buddy, remember that time I, you know, mowed your lawn? My grass is a little long. You see what we do? That's that's fallen man. Don't do that. We're not created to live creating debt around us to everybody by every good thing we do and by all the bad things people do to us. And they said this and they did this to us. Live out of the life of God on the inside of you. And now, out of that fullness, the very divine nature of the Almighty, now you live an overcoming life. You're invincible because you have life coming into you, love coming into you, even if your neighbor doesn't give you any. Amen. We have the very, the very self-existent life, the rich, abundant life of God, the nature of God on the inside of us. So what was our problem again? What is it you lack exactly? You see how we live in lack, though? The only reason you hold debt against other people is because you don't think God is your source. 
So you get all spun up in fear that they didn't love me. So I'm going to hold this over their head. They're going to owe me an apology. I'll never speak to them again at the family reunion. I'll punish them. I'll, I'll withhold love from them just to get them back. You're being robbed. You're deceived. You think holding a grudge affects the other person. It's killing you. It's robbing you of the divine life and expression of God that he put in you to live. Because he didn't come to steal, kill, or destroy from you. He came to give you life that you can live out of life. And this life is on the inside of you. Wait till I show you some scripture. You'll be as excited as me. (laughs) Let's have one, shall we? Let's have one. Romans 5.18, New Living Translation. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Guess what the word life is here? Zoe. You got a brand new life, church. Are you kidding me? Through your receiving, Christ placed divine life of God within you. If you're born again, you didn't get a ticket to heaven. You got life. Life you had never possessed before. Life you had never known before. I'm talking about a gusher. A river of living water. A fire hydrant of life that explodes on the inside of you. You are more than a conqueror through this life. Amen. Life you never had before. Life you never possessed before. Life you never knew before. Simply by receiving, you have the very life and DNA of God on the inside of you. Do you see how we've been blinded? We've been trying to live out of our bios. We've been trying to live out of our our, uh, own natural life. Stop that. Jesus came to give you life. Listen to what Watchman Nee said, the great theologian. People do not need better reasonings, more tears, firmer resolve. People need new life in their spirit. If we pay attention only to the outer man and forget that man needs life inside, then all our work will be in vain. We have to teach you. We have to give you understanding that there's life, a river of life on the inside of you that you can live out of. That you can love people when they don't love you. Look at this one, 1 John 5, 10 through 13. He who believes in the Son of God has this witness where? In himself, inside. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he does not believe the testimony that God has given of his Son. That's a stout statement. People who don't accept Christ as God, as the living God, come in the flesh, our Savior, our Lord, King of the universe, King of kings. If you don't accept that, you're calling God a liar because Jesus is God's testimony of himself. God forbid, may I feel like hitting the altar right now. That's sobering. Sober yourself. If you don't believe Jesus Christ is God, come in the flesh, you're calling God a liar because Jesus is God's testimony of himself. Verse 11, and this is the testimony that God has given us what? Eternal life. That's Zoe. And this Zoe is in his son. So if you receive the son, what do you receive? You didn't receive church membership. You didn't receive a free ticket to heaven. You didn't receive a discharge from all your bad stuff. You got life. Verse 12, he who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have Zoe life. God's self-existent, overcoming fullness of life. Woo! That's what's happening to us. When we're coming to the altar, we're receiving the life of God accessing it because if you're born again you have it but we pushed it over and let it be dormant never again amen somebody god forbid i want to be in touch with this life that's why i'm asking you very politely take these scriptures look at them 
Begin to realize, renew your mind, who is on the inside of you. Fire hydrant, right Annie? Fire hydrant on the inside of you. Verse 13, these things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. What do you think, brother? I'm just wrapping up or what? Look at this. <laughs> Look at this one. Look at this. And if Christ is inside you, we've taught you this, right? Christ is in you. Then the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Your spirit is the self-existent life of the living God. And we toil down here in the natural like, man, I'm such a bad person. And I did this. And I can't believe I did that. Stop it. Lay hold of the life of God that's on the inside of you. Dance with it. Participate with it. Walk by it. The more you see that, the less you'll do your dumb things. Amen. You know it's true. Your spirit is the very life of God, church. Your spirit is the very life of God. You didn't get a ticket to heaven. You didn't get church membership. You got life. And I'm talking about the Elohim, the creator, the maker of everything. His life, His self-existent, self-exuding life is in you. Jesus didn't come to steal, kill, or destroy. He came that you might have life, abundant life in the Father and the Son via the Holy Ghost. Via the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you that, I promise, before we get out of here today. Okay, yeah, uh, I paused there. What else did I want to say about that? Okay, keep reading. (laughs) Verse 11. Look at this. The Spirit is life because of righteousness whose righteousness is because of his righteousness you got life it's never been you that's why you can't just fold up the tent and go home when you do something dumb you weren't made right by you the life you have came through his righteousness his righteousness didn't change when you did something dumb go back to life go back to tapping into the the resource of the life of god Verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside you, the spirit dwells inside you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also, look at this, give life, quicken your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells inside you. Okay, for your notes, Zoe, I told you what that is. Write this one down. This is crazy. Uh, Better yet, 2227 in the Strongs. Zoopoeo is the Greek word. And it means the giving of the life. So the life is zoe. That's the divine life of God. The giving of it is zoopeo, whatever. How do you say that? You say, Steve, why is that significant? Because he's going to give you life. The life is in his son. Or the zoe life is in the son. But look, he gives life to your mortal body through his spirit that dwells inside you. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm on the right one. Now write this one down. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Because this word, zoopoeo, means to cause what is dead to live. To empower the believer with divine life. 
Okay, so everybody who's not in Christ, is not born again, is truly a dead man walking. That is true. They are dead because they don't have the life of God, the, the, the self-existent life. So to cause what is dead to have life, listen to this, to make alive or to quicken with divine life, likened to a seed sown that begins to come alive. That's what's going on on the inside of you. God's divine life is inside you. Oh, this is so much better than religion, right? It's sprouting inside of you. He's alive inside of you. Do you know that you prove His life and righteousness at work in you every day by the things you either regret or you celebrate? Hear me. Even when you do something dumb and you regret it, it's proof that His righteousness is at work in you because otherwise you wouldn't care. You would just go ahead and do it. It doesn't matter. You wink at it and move on. But you prove every day that He's at work in you when you regret things that you do or when you celebrate things that you do. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 45. And so it's written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. But the last Adam became a what? Life-giving spirit. Jesus came to quicken you, to give life to you in seed form. We're born again by an incorruptible seed. The Word of God. John 6.63, write that down. It's the Spirit who gives life. Jesus said this in John 6.63. It's the Spirit who gives life. Same word, zo-op-o-e-o. The flesh profits nothing. My words are spirit and they are life. Last thing. When I was 20 years old, I had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. And I'm talking about the living Christ, the risen Christ. I had a personal encounter with Him when I was 20 years old. That day I entered into, listen to me, a love relationship with a life-giving person. I entered into a relationship with a life-giving person, a life-giving spirit. I didn't get united to a doctrine. I didn't join a church. Now, I was placed into the body of Christ in Him. But I didn't get married to a doctrine. I didn't get married to a principle. I got married to a life-giving person, and His name is Jesus Christ, and He lives on the inside of me. He is my roommate. (laughs) So the key that turned my life around when I was 20 years old wasn't 10 steps to improving the old Steve. 10 ways to get the old Steve to not be stupid. That was not the plan. We're not improving the old Steve with formulas. Come on, somebody. Or a list of do this, Steve, but don't do that. That's religion. What happened to me was... I began to deeply discover the life of Christ inside of me. That's what I want you to do. I want you to begin to deeply discover the life that's inside of you as a born-again child of God. You see this? (laughs) The one I used to have, he used to have lipstick on. Bottom line is, the pig represents the old us. Religion is, hey, throw some Sunday school glasses on it. Throw some tithing pearls on it. Throw some better behavior on it. It's still a pig. (laughs) Jesus came to give you life. When you got life and it began to sprout inside of you, you became another person. If anyone is in Christ, behold, all the old you is passed away and nailed to the cross. And now all things have become new. If any man is in Christ, behold, he's a new person. Creation. 
you have life. Come on, somebody. You have life on the inside of you. Stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. Amen. All right. So we got plenty of scripture for this week. Let's get into them. Study them. Let the Lord lead you in it. Which ones you want to really delve into. But this is just a glimpse of where we're going as far as him coming to give us life. You'll probably be reminded of John 17, 3. This is eternal life. Zoe. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. Zoe. Okay. Father. Let's, let's bow our heads in His presence. Father, we thank You for this morning. We thank You for Your life that's at work within us. And I'm reminded, I'm reminded, reminded that if we live full Monday through Saturday, then Sunday is no longer shallow. Sunday is full and chock full of Your fullness. So, Father, we receive the challenge. We've been invited, but now we've been challenged. We're invited to walk with You. Now we're challenged, Lord, to give You Lordship all week long. Wake us up in the middle of the night. Invite us to sit with you. Lord, we'll set our clocks early just to be with you. We want to be in your word. We want to be hanging out with your spirit. We want to worship you. Lord, we're going to change our music on our way to work. It's not going to be, you know, the worldly stuff anymore. We're going to listen to you. We're going to spend time with you. We're going to worship you because praise is a weapon. So we just thank you, Father, for this. Thank you for everything you're writing in our hearts. And thank you most of all, Father, that life exists in you, John 5, 26. You gave this life to your son, John 5, 26. And then in John 10, 10, the son gave life to us. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Listen, if, if you're not born again, you've never been saved with the life of Christ, meet me at the front and we'll pray for you. Amen. Let's go change our world. You've been listening to Grace Church, advancing God's kingdom, one heart at a time. For more, visit us online at gracechurch.community.